The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Wednesday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, looking very gothic today, as always. As opposed to any other day. Think, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, well, here's the thing. Like, I, I saw a thing where um, it was a goth chick who was going to dress all girly girly, and she was fucking terrifying. Like, I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. Like, I'm looking at it going, nah, no, bitch, you might be thinking you're goth, but you're a corpse. That's gross. And you, however, while you do dress gothic, you don't look that way. Like, you look you look great. Well, because I'm now 40 years old and I don't have the time or the energy to put as much into makeup and clothing as I did when I was 20. I mean, I do if I'm going out, but <laughs> that I can't sense. do that every day anymore. That makes sense. Well, even when you guys went to go see that play, I can't remember which one it was. but Dracula. Uh, we yeah, went Dracula. to the ballet, yeah. You guys looked fabulous. Thank you. You guys looked absolutely great. So, let's get into this asshole named Aaron Campbell. He is most definitely that. Uh, Aaron Thomas Campbell was born on the 7th of May, 2002, in the area of Shrewsbury, Shropshire. What the hell, you drunk? <laughs> like I'm over I... here just drinking water. What are you drinking over there, Laura? What are you I'm... drinking? You have bourbon over there? <laughs> I it's just tea. <laughs> can we can we can we do this show without you being intoxicated? Because that's some drunk shit you just said. That was that was just all slushes. That's I all think that was. of uh, Scotland, you, can't you can't not be drunk in Scotland. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like yeah. saying being sober in Ireland. So yes, it is how you stay warm. Um, <laughs> it was in early or late 2006 early 2007 when his parents Jeanette and Christopher made the decision to relocate the family uh, and then they decided to move Aaron and his younger sister and they all packed up and moved their belongings to the Isle of Butte oh i can spell that one it's like butt with an extra e <laughs> it's a buddy but minus the extra t in this case for some reason i oh. i don't know i like tts yeah. that one t <laughs> That makes it lopsided. That's actually normal. <laughs> I, I, okay. Learning more and more about you. Now I know uh, about your boobs and about... Those are actually pretty... pretty uh, Symmetrical? I, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for, yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I just know way too much. You learn not, more every, every Sunday. Knowledge is not power. I just want to tell you all that. Knowledge is not power. Sometimes knowledge is disturbing. Sometimes what you find out is very fucking disturbing. So, so Aaron was believed to be subjected to emotional and physical abuse from a young age and would frequently argue with his mother, who was reportedly an alcoholic. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Even though home life may have been tough, Aaron progressed through primary school, and after finishing there, he began attending Rossi Academy in the town of Rossi. <laughs> I didn't think it was the town of... Anywhere else? (laughs) You know, that place over there. Pass me the scotch. Teachers at Aaron's school would later comment on how Aaron performed well in subjects that he liked, mostly math and physics. Those who went to school with Aaron also reported how he was quite popular among his peers, but that Aaron did suffer from depression and would sometimes self-harm. 
You know, my brother Phil, when he because he's been in prison three times. Oh. His goal was to be popular in prison, and uh, he dropped the soap a lot. Oh. Like like so much so they finally gave him liquid soap and said, "Dude, it's cool. It's all right." God damn. That was from the inmates. Damn. After he, you know, soap on the rope didn't quite work well well for him. <laughs> wow. Wow. I asked him once if he went if it, if it was like playing football. If he went in a tight end and came out a wide receiver. <laughs> You call me an asshole. I don't know why. I, I wonder why. <laughs> it's a mystery. I just, I, you ask questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't get eaten. Well, I bet you he. Oh, that's true. That's true. That is true. But I'm, I, I don't think he was eating meat then, but I'm sure he tossed a lot of salads. So. Oh, boy. Tasty. Mm, uh, yummy. <laughs> Is that vinegar? <laughs> At the age of 12, Aaron began dreaming of being a YouTube star. A typically normal dream for a young boy who'd grown up in the age of social media. With this dream, Aaron began to post frequently on the platform, including many clips of a man called Slender Man, which was super popular and... I will probably cover at some point. Uh, there's another murder involving kids, and it's girls. That was like the Slender Man murders or something like that. It's it's fucked up too. So. Right, right. Because Slender Man was based on a video game, right? Or at least there was a video game of. Slender you know, Man. I don't even actually know. I huh. my younger daughter is that or my my younger stepdaughter is is on in that age range, and I remember her being. Not obsessed with it, but I remember hearing about it a lot, and I, I should know. Maybe, I think I've probably blocked it out, but... <laughs> could have, could have. <laughs> so, the basis of his YouTube videos focused on Aaron playing numerous videos on his video games on his PlayStations and recording himself as he commented on the games, which we now know is super popular and has been for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although Aaron seemed committed to YouTube, at the age of 15, his behavior had started to change. Aaron had already been diagnosed with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD. However, this diagnosis did not support the sinister behaviors that Aaron was displaying. It was on one occasion when Aaron messaged a friend on Facebook stating, Might kill one day for the lifetime experience. (laughs) Feeling cute, might kill the neighbors. <laughs> Don't know. Maybe. Uh, then people began to realize there might be something wrong with Aaron at that point. Um, the friend that Aaron had sent the message to, however, just assumed that he was only saying this because he had just watched a crime documentary. Great. Now, now, now I know what happened. We're getting sued by Scotland. Yes. Aaron was also known to have a dark sense of humor. Oh, I, I got to check our email. I really do. I have to check her email, because I might have a letter. Dear Scott, yeah. you taught me how to, you tried to teach me how to be a good serial killer, but I failed you. <laughs> Got caught. Yeah, just, ah. So his friend really didn't think anything of it. Uh, shortly after this, Aaron was admitted to a rehabilitation program after he was caught starting fires. Firestarter by Stephen King. Twisted Firestarter. Twisted Firestarter by Scotty. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to be a Boy Scout. He's trying to get his merit badge. Anybody ever think about that? No. <laughs> they only think about Nessie and golf. Yes. And booze. Uh, on his release, 
Aaron spoke of how this had changed his life and how he would like to go to university and study game design. With all this, Aaron began to put his effort into you into his YouTube channel, recording more videos of game reviews and tricks on his trampoline because everyone likes to watch people be stupid on a trampoline. I like to watch chicks with no bras on on trampolines. On trampolines. <laughs> That's a good time. I think that should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> just just saying, that would it would hurt. sell a ton yeah. of tickets. <laughs> I'd actually watch that sport. The the the, the trampoline bounce from top with topless <laughs> chicks. With a new change in behavior, Aaron decided to release his anger and energy on something more productive, and because of this, he began lifting weights at home, sometimes heading to the local gym. It was through these workouts that Aaron became a very strong lad for his age. Aaron's father, Christopher, was working as a supervisor in the oil industry and had begun to work away from home more frequently uh, thus leaving Aaron at home with his mother and younger sister. And a lot of times, like if they're working on an oil rig, they're they're gone for bare minimum six months out of the Jesus year. It's a long Christ. stretch. No shit. Damn. Um, it was during this time that Aaron would later report that his relationship with his mother uh, got worse and they were fighting more than normal. To escape his family life... Aaron would go off with his friends to drink alcohol and party. He is a teenager. I was say, I did the same thing when I was a teenager. Yeah. You know, what, 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 once I discovered beer and women, like, <laughs> on, like not just women, because I knew about girls, but uh, vaginas. <laughs> it, that, that in was, particular. Yeah, that, that was a game changer. That was a total game. I found out that I liked both of those kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. <laughs> uh, it became my... My, my, my sport of choice. <laughs> Cat stabbing. Yes. Um, as he spent more time with his friends, Aaron began to develop a taste for weed. See, here we go. We're blaming pot again. Always. Always. Every time. I, I've noticed that two things happen whenever anybody smokes weed or if they're gay. That's the first thing that media always focused on. He was a gay serial killer. Not just a serial killer. A gay one. Or he smoked marijuana. Well, marijuana didn't make him do that, boys and girls. I mean, he did it because he he's an asshole. He was just a horrible person. Yeah. yeah. So he originally was smoking it only around once a month, but over time he his consumption increased. Um, he soon began to visit his dealers, 26-year-old Robert McPhail and his girlfriend, 17-year-old Tony McLaughlin. McLaughlin more frequently. In February of 2018, Aaron went to pick up some some weed from Robert, but was unwilling to pay for the product because he he said the quality was bad. It was shit quality, so he wasn't yes, going to yes. pay Gunk for it. Gunk bud, yeah. homegrown shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I feel him. I totally feel him. And because of this unpaid debt, um, he began avoiding the couple. On Saturday, the 30th of June, 2018, Aaron had camped on Ettrick Bay with some school friends to celebrate the, week, the first weekend of the summer holidays. After a good night with his friends, Aaron returned home and decided to invite 15 of his friends to come party at his house. At this time, he was living in a large seven-bedroom detached property because the oil industry 
pays well. Apparently um, so, man. Damn. And so there was more than enough room to accommodate his friends. Throughout the night, Aaron continuously drank. It was reported by someone at the party that Aaron had drunk a whole bottle of Mad Dog 2020 himself and shared a bottle of Scotland's version of Boone's Farms Echo Falls oh, wine God, with a damn. close friend. You know what? I'm already hung over just fucking thinking about that. Kind of kind of makes me irpy. Yeah. Because yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've had some wicked bad hangovers before, but nothing like MD2020 or Boone's Farm. The, and the sweeter it is, the worse the hangover is. Oh, totally. Totally, yeah. totally. God damn. Yeah, that was, I remember the Boone's Farm hangover lasting for like three days straight. Right. I, it was that bad, man. I was like, uh, just somebody shoot me. You're I'm like, never again. And then next Saturday, someone's like, hey, look what I got. And you're like, okay, let's have some. Yeah, because it was like a buck a bottle, yeah. you know. Like, hey, man, we got like several bottles. We got like a case of Boone's Farm. And you're like... Your brain, that little voice that's there goes, Scotty, don't this is, do that. This is a bad idea. That's bad. But then you have your teenage brain that's louder and goes, Wee, party <laughs> the case. Let's do it. Let's yeah. drink some boots for him. What could happen, Scotty? It's not going to happen. What could go again. wrong? And then, you know, three days later, you're still you're sitting there going, Why doesn't Why? somebody shoot me? Like, yeah. Just, it's been a good run. I'm a teenager. I've lived a few years. Someone save me from myself. Yeah. Apparently, I'm too stupid to stay away from Boone's <laughs> Farm. I shouldn't even be allowed to be around people. At around 12.30 a.m., a friend noticed Aaron in the corner of the room in a, di- in a distressed and emotional state. When they questioned him about his mood, he responded that he had been upset by his mother and that the two had been arguing for the majority of the night. Aaron also claimed he felt suicidal. So the friend sat with him for a while until he had calmed down and uh, was like, okay, I'm... I'm going home. You're fine. I'm going to go home. The friend believed Aaron was okay. And Aaron's final words to his friends was that he was going to go get stoned. Once everyone left the party, Aaron tried to message Robert McPhail over Facebook Messenger. It was believed that he had been trying to purchase weed, of course. I mean, why else would he be? The marijuana? Yeah, be... um, Talking to these people, even though it was kind of bold of him to try that again after not paying for the last round. No shit, man. But that's what you get when you smoke the devil's the devil's lettuce, <laughs> devil's cabbage. Um, at one forty-seven a.m. and again at one forty-eight a.m., Aaron phoned Tony McLaughlin, but she did not respond. It's likely that the couple had been asleep, but when neither responded, Aaron decided to leave his home and walk the five-minute walk to the flat that the couple shared. Um, Robert's young daughter, Alicia, was visiting, and his parents also lived there. Um, It's believed that before he left his home, Aaron picked up a kitchen knife because he thought he was going to have to break in. So he left his house at 1.54 a.m., and when he got to their house, he realized he wasn't going to have to break in, that he could just walk in because well, nothing was locked. Breaks in with a goddamn knife. knife. He's a yeah. screwdriver. I'm, so, I'm, I'm a little confused on that one. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to intimidate the door? Like, open up or I'm going to shank you. I'm going to get you. Don't make me cut you. <laughs> don't, I'll, I'll cut a bitch. Yeah. I'll cut a bitch. I'll open up the door. It's like, I don't care. Dude. Just, <laughs> just come on in. I'm, I, yeah, it's come the on middle in. of the fucking night. Go home, okay? Aaron. You're, you're already stoned. You're drunk. Yeah, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> 
so um he walked down the shore and discarded the knife since he realized he wasn't going to need it makes sense keep your hands light Aaron's intent was to steal weed, but upon entering the flat, he went into the first bedroom and found six-year-old Alicia asleep. Oh, man. I see where this one's going. You, yeah, it's, you know where this is going. Aaron later reported that when he walked into the room and saw little Alicia in the bed, all he could think about was how he wanted to kill her. What the fuck? Yeah. What the little kid do to him, man? Right. She's six. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I've seen some asshole six-year-olds, but... You don't even know this kid. Yeah, you don't even know this fucking kid. She hasn't done shit to you, dude. Without any thought, Aaron lifted Alicia from her bed and managed to carry her out of the house without anyone noticing. That is, once again, redonkulous. Isn't your first job as a parent or even a grandparent is you kind of keep an eye out for your kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like bold one. Lock your fucking doors, that type of shit. While he was carrying her, Alicia woke up to find herself in the arms of a a strange kid that she didn't know. And Aaron later reported to the police that she had asked who he was, and he had told her that he was a friend of her dad's and that he was taking her home. However, this was far from the truth, as shortly after abducting the little girl, Aaron raped and murdered her. See, that's where I draw the line. I knew the murder was coming. But fucking, look, y'all, if you're going to murder people, don't be, fucking just leave kids alone. Like, seriously. Yeah. Leave kids and old people alone. Stick to fucking adults. Have a fighting chance. Christ, fucking idiots. Alicia had suffered 117 injuries at the hands of Aaron and died from significant pressure being applied to her face and neck. Jesus Christ. After murdering the little girl, Aaron decided to throw his clothes into the water and make his way back home. Because this is an island, like, you know, I mean, and it's, it's relatively small. Oh, So okay. most people have sort of oceanfront property. I mean, I've, I've, I've come home naked before, though. <laughs> I can't fault him there. Maybe more than once. Just saying. Wake up and wonder where the hell my clothes are. <laughs> And what is my name and what day is it? Well, that's happened to me. <laughs> then get in a panic until a friend calls us, dude, that was a hell of a party. Don't even know how you got home. But we found your shoes in your wallet. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got home either. I don't know how I got home. And why is there Vaseline all over my butt? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused, guys. Uh, yeah. That we don't know about. We don't know, man. Last time you left was with a big guy who was a porn star who does gay <laughs> porn. But that's got to be a coincidence. Totally. Well, yeah, that must be it. That's Yeah. yeah. That's exactly why there's Vaseline blood on my bed. <laughs> um, and it, he came home and he instantly showered, as I'm sure you did after you woke up. <laughs> hey, man, Vaseline doesn't come out for nothing. No, you, whenever you, whenever I've been drunk and made it home, uh, not necessarily driving, but being yeah, driven, yeah. Um, and I wake up, that's the first thing I always do. I get up out of bed, make a pot of coffee, and while the coffee's brewing, I will get into the shower and clean everything off and kind of try to get my senses back. Yeah. On a good day, I'm half retarded. <laughs> you're I mean, I look great you're on guitarded, remember? I, that's right. I'm guitarded. <laughs> you know, so if you add a hangover and being drunk the former night to that, I'm going to remember two things. Jack and shit. Yeah. 
until I get a little bit of a shower, get a whole lot of coffee, and then I... Uh, like, okay, what time is it and what day is it? Let's, right. let's and get our shit together. I, I'm going to learn if I have to do one or two things. Laugh and say, that was a great party. Or cry and go, I cannot believe I peed on a dog. Or decide who you need to call and apologize to. What well, happened <laughs> to me? I actually did pee on a dog once. <laughs> And I had to pay for the uh, groomer bill. Oh, God. So I'm at a party. And I didn't, I didn't remember when I, when I was called out on it. But uh, so apparently the dude's house that we were partying at, he had an older dog. And she was in the backyard. And I was in the backyard. <laughs> and several people saw me whip it out by the fence where she was laying. Oh, no. And pee on the dog. And the dog's like, fuck it. It's just, it's already it's happening. Okay, you get a little pee on you, might as well get a lot. And, you know, in, in, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day I get a call from, from my friend. He goes, dude. I go, yeah, what's up? Goes, you peed on my dog, you dick. I, went, I did not yeah, pee I on did your dog. Not. And then I had to think about it. Took a shower. Woke up. And I went, dude. Yeah, I did. I kind of peed on your dog. Does that mean I own her now? I peed on her and it's fine? <laughs> yeah. So, no, but you can pay the goddamn uh, uh, grooming bill. And I did. It was. You did the right thing. It was expensive as fuck. I'm sure it was. But she came out clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish they would have put a little fucking air freshener around her neck, you know? Like, oh, she smells like pine scent. So like she can smell car. like a urinal cake oh and, God, and attract more? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a honey bucket? <laughs> Is that her name? Her name's Sadie. No, her new name is Honeybucket. Yes. So, shortly after his shower, he decided to go back to where Alicia's body was and grab his phone because he had dropped his phone there. It makes sense, but that shows some serious fucked upness. It's a real sort of like I blatant. I just don't care. I don't really care. So then he he went home and he fell asleep. Um, Alicia did not live on the Isle of Butte. Uh, After being born in Glasgow Royal Infirmary on the 22nd of October 2011, she lived in Airdrie with her mother, Georgina Lochrain, and her younger sister, Courtney. Here she attended Chapelside School and was on her summer holidays when it was decided that she would go and stay with her father in Rothsay for three weeks. Georgina and Robert had split when Alicia was three months old, but the pair still had a good relationship for the sake of their daughter. It was the 28th of June when Alicia arrived at her father's house. Um, On the night of her disappearance, Alicia had been put to bed by her father, He reported that he put on a Peppa Pig DVD at around 10.30 p.m. in the hopes that it would help her sleep. At 11 p.m., Robert then checked on Alicia and found her fast asleep. He turned off the DVD and proceeded to his bedroom where uh, he he decided he was going to check one more time, which was probably smart because then he went to bed and he and Tony watched some porn before going to sleep. Can't fault that one. If you can't lock your damn front door, I'm going to guess you probably don't have a lock on your bedroom door either. No, that's true. (laughs) That's actually a really good point. Because nothing, at least for me, because I've been caught once or twice by, you know, kids. Yeah. uh, That's, 
it, it, you go from an adult to a lying ass teenager. <laughs> yes. Like, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing's happened. We're just napping. No, nothing's happening at all. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, your 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 mom was choking. That's why I was giving her CPR. That's what was she happening. She needed a little mouth to mouth. Yeah. With your clothes off, yeah. you wouldn't understand. It's an adult thing to save her life. Your mom's alive though. Go play. What do you want for dinner? You can have anything you want for dinner tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then they'll think about that. And and no, nothing's gonna get that mood back. By the way. No, you're, like, you're I'm done. Give a little thumbs up. And your dick's like, mm, no, we're good. Yeah. Little monster scared me. I'm out of here. <laughs> At 6 a.m. on the 2nd of July, Alicia's grandfather, Callum McPhail, woke up early and decided to check on his granddaughter. But when he looked in her room, he saw that she wasn't in bed. And he thought, well, maybe she went to go sleep in her dad's bed, you know, whatever. And, um, he walked around the house, checked all the rooms, but she was nowhere to be found. Callum told his wife, uh, Angela, and at 6.23 a.m., she made the call to the police to report that Alicia was missing. The police automatically assumed that she was missing, but because her bike was still there, they, they assumed that she had not gone missing on her own because she would have never left the house without her bike. Right. She wasn't like, adios, bitch, nachos, I'm riding off somewhere. Yeah. Um, Alicia's father and girlfriend were awake by now and were racing around the nearby area searching for Alicia and informing those walking the streets that the little girl was missing. At 9.01 a.m., Tony McLaughlin noticed that she had two missed calls from Aaron and tried to call him back. He didn't answer and instead sent her a text back saying, sorry, doesn't matter, with two laughing emojis. Like, doesn't matter now, I don't want the weed anymore. She was a killing. Yeah. A total piece of garbage. Yeah. Desperate to spread the word, Tony replied to Aaron and informed him that Alicia was missing and asked him to keep an eye out for her. And he responded quickly by saying, oh, damn, I'm sure she hasn't gone far. Maybe she was abducted by Nessie <laughs> on the lock. And, and their conversation ended there. That was an unnecessary comment, sir. <laughs> you don't make fun of the lock, golf, or Nessie. By now, on. Scottish police had begun a large-scale search for Alicia. As the family home was close to the shore, the local Coast Guard volunteers were called to search uh, the whole shoreline. They arrived on the shore at 6.55 a.m. It was shortly after this time that they discovered the kitchen knife that had been abandoned by Aaron earlier that morning. Helicopters were used in the search, but by 8.54 a.m. the police were notified that George Williams, a local man, had discovered Alicia's lifeless and naked body in a wooded area that had once been a hotel. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, the distance was approximately 15 minutes from Alicia's family home. So when he was like, oh, I'm sure she hasn't gone far. Yeah, he knew where she went. He knew exactly, yeah. Um, during this time, Alicia's mother, who was 70 miles away, found out about her daughter being missing through a Facebook post and was immediately es- escorted to Butte. And es- see, that's escorted. another thing fucked up, man. It's bad enough that your kid's missing, and you got to find out via Facebook. Through post. Facebook, yeah. God damn, man! I'm, I, I I just wish that that little girl's father was a man, and would have automatically 
you know, call call her. Yeah, no, it, it, the outcome would have still been the same. I yes, she's going to die. Yes, but it would have been sad. a much better. It would be so much better than waking up in the morning and you're scrolling Facebook and that's what you see. Yeah, that's got to be just. It's it. It would be heart wrenching to have her dad call. Yeah, but it's even more. You're scrolling through Facebook, you know, hey, that's a great meme, you know, and that's that's funny. What the fuck? My daughter's missing? What? Yeah. That's that's instant panic mode, yes. man. Yes. I would have made it that 70 miles in like, you know, 20 minutes. I'm there. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be um, me. So the post-mortem examination was conducted the following day. The autopsy concluded that there were 117 separate injuries, some of which were caused when she was alive and some after she died. The injuries to her neck and face indicated that Alicia had been gripped, um, and the injuries to her nose and mouth suggested that she'd been smothered to death. The worst part, uh, her genitalia had also sustained, quote, catastrophic injuries, Jesus fucking Christ, man. The autopsy, after the autopsy, they they opened up a murder investigation and soon police would conduct searches of the McPhail residence, go do door-to-door inquiries and patrols of the streets in Butte. Now, during the investigation, Aaron's mother had offered to help with the initial search for Alicia. It was during this time that she checked her CCTV footage from outside the family home and was puzzled by what she saw. At some point in the night, the CCTV picked up Aaron leaving the home and then returning. He then left the home again and returned shortly afterwards. When she checked the timestamp, it was around the time that Alicia had been reported to be abducted. Um, Aaron's mother immediately confronted him, but of course he claimed he didn't know a thing about that, had nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. Always feign innocence. And his mother believed him because you don't want to, you, you never want to believe that your own child could do something so horrific. That's true. That's true. Um, however, she still decided to inform the police of the images to remove any suspicion um, the police may have had about her son. Yet, when the police saw the footage, they decided to call Aaron in for questioning. Aaron was willing to help the police and answered all the questions they asked him. When they asked him why he had gone out twice, he simply replied that he had gone out to buy weed. What I don't understand is why you went out twice in such a short amount of time. <laughs> no like shit, I came right? home and I smoked it all real, real quick. <laughs> That's one hell of a barn rip, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Following the interview, Aaron was arrested on the 4th of July and taken to Glasgow for further questioning. But once there... Aaron's behavior changed. He soon stopped helping and answering the questions, instead deciding to answer no comment. Which, that right, and you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The following day, he was charged with the murder and rape of Alicia and remanded to custody until the 13th of July, when he appeared in Greenock Sheriff's Court. On the 10th of December, 2018, Aaron appeared in the High Court of Glasgow for the indictment proceedings. When asked how he how he was going to plead, Aaron replied, not guilty. Because, <laughs> yeah. The trial was therefore set for the 11th of February, 
During the trial, the court was shown the CCTV footage from the cameras installed outside Aaron's family home. The footage showed Aaron returning home at 3.35 a.m., then leaving and returning again for two short periods between the time, that between 3.35 and 4.07. By now, police had more evidence and also presented CCTV footage from a man who lived close to the shoreline. I'm glad everybody there (laughs) has cameras. (laughs) No shit, huh? Um, His footage had captured a young male carrying something in his arms along the shoreline at 2.25 a.m. The pathology report showed that Alicia's feet had been clean and uninjured at the time of her death, signifying that Alicia had been carried from her home to the place of her death. Male clothing that was found during the investigation was also part of their new evidence. Aaron's mother also stood in the witness box and confirmed that several times... That's, I'm sorry, several items found at the shoreline belonged to her son. The reported items included a fleece jacket, jogging bottoms, boxer shorts, a t-shirt, and a kitchen knife. So he came back completely naked except for his shoes. Hey, you don't want your feet to get hurt, man. Right. It's okay to be naked. Yes. It's okay to get a splinter in your foot. In your foot. Don't be leaving any DNA on the way back and forth. Uh, This statement from his mother begged the question as to why an innocent individual would throw their belongings into the sea on the same night a young girl is raped and murdered. Fibers found on Alicia's discarded pajama bottoms matched that of the clothing found on the beach. Cybercrime experts also stood witness at the trial and reported that when they had searched and examined Aaron's phone, he had googled something suspicious on the 3rd of July... Aaron had simply typed into Google, how do police find DNA? That's not suspicious at all. Not at all. From this search, Aaron had then visited a website called Collecting DNA Evidence. Still, not suspicious. Nah, everybody does that. Everybody wants to know about that, yeah. Um, (laughs) Again, it was found that Aaron... They found that he had filmed himself on Snapchat after Alicia's body had been found captioning the video found the guy who's done it jesus yeah. christ man the video was sent to 25 people who aaron regarded as friends following the witness statements it was now aaron's time to talk he began by stating that on the night of alicia's disappearance he had gone out and was looking for weed before realizing that his phone was missing he therefore decided to he was going to look around for it Aaron also logged a special defense of incrimination in which he argued in the court that Tony McLaughlin was responsible for the death of Alicia. Aaron also went on to say that he had a sexual relationship with Tony and that on the night of Alicia's disappearance, Tony and Aaron had met for sex in a garage. Aaron then went on to claim that he had used a condom, a condom in which Tony used took semen out of the condom to plant on Alicia's body to to frame him. Jeez, that go big or go home. I yeah. mean, if you're going to make a bullshit, I mean, mate, surprise not fucking fairies and unicorns and that <laughs> shit. 
Aaron's lawyer then argued that Tony was jealous of the attention that Alicia received from her father, and this was why Tony had motive to kill Alicia. Aaron also told the court that he had never met Alicia and that he was not involved in her murder. After nine days, the jury went for deliberation. After just three hours, the jury found Aaron guilty of the murder of Alicia. During the trial, he had been anonymous in local newspapers due to his age. However, at the end of the trial, the judge, Lord Matthews, decided that Aaron's identity should be revealed, which was a first in Scottish history. The whole of the UK was shocked and outraged that someone at the age of 16 could commit such a violent and brutal murder. See, and I'm not shocked because we've done two of them. I'm still trying to think. One was a kid who killed somebody and started killing when he was like 13. Yeah. And then I remember doing one on another kid still out of Florida. Both these kids are out of Florida. Of course they are. (laughs) Where at like 12 or 13, because you watch WWE wrestling, killed uh, one of his friends. Like while his mom was supposed to be babysitting her. Jeez. Yeah, like pile drived her and just totally fucked her up. But uh, yeah, I... Kids don't surprise me anymore. Not anymore. Like, yeah, like zero surprise from him. Yeah. He was only 13. Yeah, 13-year-olds kill people. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes yes. kids are assholes. Yes, they are. On the 21st of March, uh, 2019, Aaron was called back in front of the judge once more. During the sentencing, clinical psychologists and social workers spoke of how Aaron felt satisfied by what he had done. He also, Aaron also continued to experience deep thoughts of killing and having sex with children and dead bodies. God damn, what a fucking little freak. Um, and they, they also said that he had taken his time with the rape and murder because he thought he was probably going to get caught. And he, this may be the only time he got to do it. So he was going to take his time and really enjoy it. That's fucked up. So he fucking, okay, yeah. Yeah. What a piece of trash. The judge finished describing Aaron as a cold, calculating, and dangerous individual. Aaron was sentenced to a minimum of 27 years. On the 10th of September of 2019, Aaron successfully appealed his sentence, and they reduced his sentence from 27 years to 24 years. This meant that he was eligible for parole at the age of 40 so still in still in prime shape for <laughs> raping and killing. Right. They, 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 I wish more countries had the death penalty because that's what this asshole is going to do when he gets out of 40. That's exactly what he's going to yeah. do. Or if he got out at 50 or 60, yeah. he is going to molest and kill. Yep. It's, nothing's going to stop this little fucking turd. No. He's currently serving time at HMYOI Polmont, which is a, a youth facility, a juvenile facility. I thought in, you were going to say EIEIO after that. Yeah. <laughs> located in Falkirk. Um, since his conviction, it has been reported that Aaron is relishing in his fame from committing a horrendous crime. So he's loving it. Jeez, what a fucking asshole. During this time. He's also receiving huge amounts of fan mail from female fans. Jesus Christ. What in the fuck is wrong with you? Um, He also has struck up a friendship with a 
another convicted child rapist and murderer who is an adult in an adult facility that he's now pen pals with. And they're just best buds, and they exchange letters all the time, apparently. And nobody sees this as a dangerous act. They are not even um, reading. They're not monitoring the letters either. Good job, Scotland. Good job. That's Mm -hmm. just bang up work there. I make fun of you guys because of Nessie and shit like that, but seriously. This is fucked. (laughs) That's some stupidity going on. That's... That's dumb fuck. So then maybe they can, you know, get out around the same time and team up on some some really heinous shit. That's fucking scary to even think about. Yeah. Like, for real. That's just... Fuck. Following his crime, his followers have even attended... They attended high court in the hopes of of getting a glimpse of him on... uh, Because he appeared via video link. Oh, right, right. Like, the courtroom was packed with chicks just waiting to see him on on TV. However, Aaron has not accepted visitors for many months. Uh, Since his arrest, Aaron's parents have disowned him, as would I, um, ashamed by his terrible actions. So, he's hanging out in prison, being pen pals with another really fucked up individual, and we'll see in... It's not even 24 years now, because he was sentenced in 2019, so it's... It's even closer to him getting out. See, that's a good thing, at least for here in the uh, Oregon and Washington judicial system, is that the everything you write, like whenever I'm writing uh, some of the serial killers that we yeah. get in contact with, their shit's monitored. Incoming and outgoing. Be. Yeah, and it should be because you don't know what I'm writing them. No. You know, let's make sure that I'm not up to something that's, you know, that's not on the up and up. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. I got nothing to add except for yelling and screaming. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that concludes Aaron Campbell. Thank God. Piece man. of shit. This, this, this guy is. And, you know, most of the episodes I always try to find a redeeming quality. But I don't think this kid has any. I really none. don't. Absolutely none. I hope this, this kid needs to die. Yeah. Like, yep. That's what he is. He's Campbell's condensed shit soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Just type in at BrutalNation. We'll pop right up. You get the full story without half of my bullshit. If you like the bullshit, let me know. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. You might be going, Scott, we like your jokes and, and what have not, because you're a funny motherfucker. And I'd be like, hey, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. This show's got me right at 2022 <laughs> by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.